0: Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo and shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still, Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell, shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill. It's time to get ill with some. Birds with friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some. Birds with friends. Bo and party.
1: A Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings You can't live up to expectations, no. so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors <laughs> Just go with what you saw today, okay, yeah. change your opinion daily Yeah, I'm all about that, for You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right No yeah. one will remember, no That's one's true. listening
0: Hello everybody, and welcome To the conclusion of Nowlin's Week Bo Wolf and Shukapadia here together where we belong at the eagles media house not uh i guess about 13 hours since we last talked hopefully fewer silences in this episode we've got a lot to get to we will give you our crystal bald eagles our predictions for sunday's game we've got our owl you knows some bird lines and uh, a few other things to talk about we, we we heard from doug peterson since we last spoke but uh shiel how are you fine Mm, you're going to bring, you're going to bring this, uh, this same, same energy, same energy. Yeah. I got to tell you, you know, this has been, uh, this has been daddy daycare week. Mm-hmm. You know, My wife, my wife's out in uh, California for work. It's by, it has become like by today, it, it's like, it's become sort of like a, like a parody of, of what you expect from like a, a dad taking care of things. Like we were, we were taking care of stuff over the first few days, but by Friday, like the the fifth day, you know, there's there's dishes in the sink. Like you know, he, he spent he spent one uh, morning just going through my drawer of T-shirts and pulling every single one out. Like every single T-shirt that I have is on the floor in our in our bedroom. He's trying to urge you to mail those out. Uh, <laughs> you you might working be right for the listeners. Uh, and so you know, it looks it, it looks like Dad has been taking care of Casey for for a week.
1: Well, but here we are. He's making a throw. You're making a throw. Here we are. That's right. Uh
0: we heard from Doug Peterson today. One thing I thought was interesting and you you asked a good question, you know, there was the mic'd up segment from the Bears game in which Golden Tate explained that he didn't really know what the play call was. He thought, you know, this this was the the kill that they had for the run plays on the previous two plays and he said he didn't hear the kill call. And uh, Doug did a good job explaining that. And I think it, uh, it did give us a little bit of insight into Mr. Third-Round Pick.
1: I mean, it's unbelievable. So for those, <laughs> for those who haven't seen it, I mean, it's just a reminder of, like, the little things that can totally determine who wins or loses a game, how you view a season, all these different things. So basically, on, on first and second down against the Bears on that game-winning drive, they had a run play called to Darren Sproles but if they got the right look Nick Foles could have yelled kill 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 which you you know the mics always pick up and it would have changed to this sprint out to the right where you target Golden Tate <clears throat> however as you remember they called the timeout before fourth down it was the reverse and so it was the play call was the sprint out to the right to Golden Tate now if Nick Foles were to see something, it sounds like he probably had the option to call a kill and get to the run play. That seemed very unlikely in that position on fourth down. It would have really had to be probably uh, you know a very specific look. Anyway, that didn't happen. So that was the play call. Everyone had it except Golden Tate who thought it was still what they were doing on first and second down, which was starting with the run, if there's no kill, you go, you run your route. So, you know, everybody analyzed it, myself included, and you're it fooled Carson Wentz. So if you watch the NFL film segment, Golden Tate goes to the sideline, and Carson Wentz says, that route was nasty, bro. Because if you look at it, Tate is totally selling, like, you know, he's just standing there for the run. Then all of a sudden he turns around, whips his head around, sprints to the right corner, and gets open for the touchdown. It looked like a brilliant, savvy route by a veteran runner. Well, by a veteran receiver. Well, the reason it looked like that is because he didn't know what the play call was. And when he looked back, it was like panic, like, shoot, I got the wrong call. I've got to run, run my route here. And so he does that. And he gets open. and uh, Yeah,
0: it's tough to see why
1: that guy couldn't get on the field, huh? It really is just amazing. I mean, you know, we were talking about after the game. Wow, well, a lot of trust in Tate to call his number in that spot, which that's true. But, my gosh, can you imagine if Nick <laughs> full sprints to his Well, right? we
0: wouldn't have known, right? They probably wouldn't have. Like, no one's going to throw him under the bus.
1: I mean, I don't know. You would uh, Coach Flynn would have looked at that and said, what is Golden Tate doing here? You don't, you know, because it's a two-man route. Golden Tate's the primary, and then Alshon Jeffrey is behind him. But essentially, you're targeting Golden Tate on that. If none of them are open, maybe the quarterback has a chance to run it in with Nick Foles. That's not going to happen in that case.
0: Yeah, I mean Leonard Floyd's right in his face. He might not have even, even been able to lock exactly. the ball up to he Alshon. He would have just
1: yeah. He would have basically been throwing a hail mary. And it would have yeah. It and it would have made Doug look like an idiot. Would have made Doug. We would have been saying why are you splitting the field in half on that play? Yeah. You only have two options. Nick Foles isn't mobile. Why are you sprinting him out there? Darren Sproles would be getting. I mean, oh my gosh, four <laughs> plays from three yards out. Plays. We would be analyzing. You can't punch it in. It. It's. Uh, I. I love this stuff. I am a sucker for this stuff. It is another. Maybe it's not quite. Maybe it will end up being the Keanu Neal dropped interception. Who knows if they make a run? But Keanu Neal. Um, yeah. So that that I thought that was the probably the most interesting thing from the press conference.
0: I thought so too. <laughs> All right. I mean, we've let's talked get to, and, it. Let's get we've to t- it.
1: I have no more words I've told you. Let's just get to it.
0: All right. Why don't we start with the the owl you know? Okay. So we will do uh, three players. Uh, hoo. We will be talking about if the Eagles win. Three players. Hoo, 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 hoo. We will be talking about if the Eagles lose. And then we had a, re- a reader uh, request for uh, one player for the Saints for win or loss.
1: Tell me when I started caring about reader, uh, listen, listener requests.
0: You like the readers, you don't reader like the Reader requests,
1: I'll listen. Listener requests, this is for free. You don't get to just make requests. You're so needy. That's fair. All right, we'll do it anyway. I'm okay. a, you know. All right, why don't, we, uh,
0: why don't we start with, do you want to start with win or loss? <clears throat> well, we can... We, can, we, we usually can. do win, right? But do we, no, do we do, uh, go down the win or do we bounce back and forth?
1: No, we one do. We do one, 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 one for the win. Okay. Then we do one, 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 one for the loss. Okay. Then I guess we do one, one for the Saints because <laughs> this guy thinks he can just make requests. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Why don't you Why don't you start? Tell me a uh, player on the Eagles who we will be talking about it, if the Eagles win.
1: You know, normally for these, I don't like to go with the most obvious. But you know what? I just wrote them down. It's a big boy game. The stars got to show up. You're the biggest underdogs of any game for the 2000. Uh, is this the 2019 postseason technically, or the 18? Yeah, I think that's it's confu- 18, 18. But I, yeah,
0: but it's okay. it, I hate that. Yeah. So biggest, Why can't they just extend the calendar? You know, start yeah. the season f-
1: five weeks earlier. Biggest dogs of any game. I mean, I don't think this is going to be. Uh, you know, it may be, but I'm not willing to predict it. So I'm going to start with it with the big man who's got to do a lot, and that's 17. Wrote about it in the blueprint. Alshon Jeffrey. You look at all the numbers. The Saints are vulnerable to outside receivers. They're vulnerable down the field. Nick Foles has a trust for this guy. He chucks the ball up. Jeffrey is making those plays where he's using his size. He's gaining yards after the catch. He's talking noise in between plays. I mean, this is, you know he has become sort of the heartbeat. I think of this uh, mm. offensive turnaround. And so I think you have to feed this guy. He's got to lead you in targets. Boom, boom. He's got to make boom, plays. Boom. I think you probably need a 100 yard game out of boom, boom, boom. him. Boom, boom. And uh, so, Alshon Jeffrey, I think if they win boom, this boom, game, we're going to be talking boom. about, man, Alshon boom, Jeffrey boom, boom. showed up and uh, boom, boom. really crushed it there. That was my heartbeat. Okay, I it's thought you good. were doing like an NFL films. Uh, uh, like a know. like a. Yeah. Or like a prime film. Like th- yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Can we get that background? It's so good. It is very good. Uh, that's a good one.
0: I I, I wrote down uh, two the two obvious guys on one line, expecting that you would say one and I, I would say the okay. other. And so for me, the other obvious one is is Fletcher Cox. Just like yes. uh, Alshon Jeffrey is maybe the heartbeat of the offense. So I think there are there are guys at different levels who matter for for the defense, but uh, Fletcher Cox is the best player. And uh, we talked about last night how. It's easier said than done, and it's obvious. But you know, Drew Brees is more susceptible to interior pressure than edge pressure. If Fletcher Cox can have himself a game wrecker of a game, that that would be one of the ways in which uh, you could see Drew Brees not having as as dominant a game as as he might. So uh, Fletcher Cox doesn't always have to be doesn't have to be three sacks like it was against Washington. But if he is consistently beating those guys on the interior, getting in Drew Brees's face. That's uh, that's one of the one of the few ways this Seagulls defense can can halt the the Saints offense.
1: I mean, I would go into this game and say, Fletcher, you tell us when you need a breather. I'm not taking you off the field. Right. I mean, I know you want him fresh in the fourth quarter, but man, you just need him so badly in this game that if he, I mean, he does play a lot of snaps anyway, but if he can just kind of, I guess it depends how the game goes. You know, if you're giving up. A few eleven play drives in the first quarter that might change things, but uh, I would be much more reluctant to get him off the field and say, you know, just wave over. I'll throw someone else in there. Otherwise, you're staying out there.
0: If I'm Nick Foles, <clears throat> I think I'm, I'm going to Fletcher Cox and saying, if we if we win this game and you have two sacks, I'm splitting my million with you. Mm. You get you get a five hundred. You
1: think Fletcher Cox really needs that? What was it? He, no, but I mean, hundred million a lot, yeah, a little hey, extra, a little, extra, a little, a little more little extra yeah, lechuga. Do, yeah, there's always a, a great grandchild who will need, a, That's right. maybe need a college education or, or just a new car. That's true, too. <laughs> that might that might say a lot about our uh, budgeting and
0: priorities. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking about Fletcher Cox's budgeting.
1: <laughs> All right, the Gold Dust. Uh, I did have Fletcher Cox written down, but you mentioned him. Uh, I will say the uh, the flip the bird man. Malcolm Jenkins. Ah, you took another one of mine. Uh, okay. Well, listen. Right. That's fine. It's That's what fine. we said. Yeah. It's going to be the obvious guys. I mean, this no one was probably angrier than this guy with the way that game turned out. He questioned his teammates' fight. It was, I think, the only game this year. I think he did talk to some reporter, right? After that, I think we did TV or something. Yeah. But normally he's at his locker for as long as anyone wants, explaining what he thought just happened in the game, takes every question. Uh, that game, he couldn't, didn't seem like he could bring himself to do it. So if you'd um, like
0: to l- know a little bit more about the uh, relationship between Malcolm Jenkins mm-hmm. and the New Orleans Saints, do yourself a favor if you haven't done it yet. Type on over to uh, theathletic.com slash Philly. Look for that Malcolm Jenkins person of the year story. You get a little bit of of background.
1: There you go. And so he's going to have to play a big role in this game. He was angry. He's going back. Uh, He's the leader of the team. He's going to, not only from that perspective, he's going to have to match up with uh, Alvin Kamara. So just from an X's and O standpoint, he is a huge player in this game. He knows Sean Payton well. He knows Drew Brees well. He knows that offense well. He's helped mold this young uh, young secondary that has played better as of late for the Eagles. And so I think uh, he may have a big play. May have a big play in him. He's going, going, back, back to... Nola, Nola.
0: Oh, I was going to say Nolans, but that's good. That Nola works good. It's easy. It yeah. rolls
1: off the tongue a little bit.
0: Okay, uh, I'm going to go with the the flip side of Alshon Jeffrey. We have talked about how, Ooh. for all the same reasons that you said, the Saints' cornerbacks are vulnerable. The the outside corners are the weak spot of their defense. I don't see why Nelson Aguilar oh can't make a couple nally, big plays nally. down the field. Uh, maybe one or two. One or two big downfield shots from Nick Foles we, we, you know we, you for all the reasons you said the Eagles need to take some shots downfield in this game it can't always be Alshon Nelson Aguilar has uh, looked better the second part of the season and has made some of those big plays I, I like the, the possibility that, that he could bust a couple
1: I think that's a good one because if Marshawn Lattimore is on Alshon Jeffrey I mean you're not yeah. ignoring that matchup but I think it's pretty clear that they feel like Eli Apple is the guy they can target and so whether it's Tate, whether it's Aguilar, whoever's on that other side. It's not going to be Tate. Well, you know what? Even in that um, Steelers game, it was Vance McDonald. They flexed him out wide, and they stuck Eli Apple on him, and Vance McDonald chucked him at the line of scrimmage, go-route 49 yards. So who knows? Maybe it could be Dallas Goddard. I mean, he's capable capable of that. It could be Zach Ertz. And so I, I just think that's the matchup that they probably like out of any of them we know they're going to go to the tight ends anyway so uh, yeah that is a good one.
0: I did look quickly before we recorded about the uh splits for the Saints defense against 11 and 12 personnel. Okay. Uh let's pull this up here. Yards per play, overall they were 17th against 11, 21st and against 12, 11th. Mm. And um they were 21st actually
1: 21st against 12, 11th. Huh?
0: They were they were twenty first in the league, okay, in yards per play allowed against eleven personnel. Okay, All right. and eleventh against twelve personnel. Okay, got it. Um, and they were really bad against the pass against eleven personnel, second to worst in the league. Mm. So that is, you know, you would think that maybe we will see uh, some more golden tape than than perhaps Dallas Goddard. Okay. They were they were pretty good against twelve personnel, although in eleven personnel they were second best against the run. So, you know, they were second best against the run all year long. But uh, And the
1: Eagles were terrible running out of 11 personnel right. last
0: week. So if you see some runs out of 11 personnel, that's a loss.
1: Okay. My third one, I am going to go with Nigel Bradham. It's mm. probably the, the most under the radar of any of the three. I don't think he played well in that first game. Mark Ingram is a big boy back. He can run through tackles. His yards after the contact is very good. If they play a lot of dime, it's going to be Nigel Bradham out there as the lone linebacker. So he's going to have a lot of different jobs here. Uh, Stopping the run when they're in dime. He's going to get matched up on their backs at some point. Uh, Can't bite on play action. I mean, all these different things. I thought he played, uh, as we mentioned, the best game of any Eagles linebacker all season last week. And I think he's got to show up in a big way in this game.
0: I'm trying to pick which offensive lineman I want to go with here. And I, I think I'm actually going to go, although Lane Johnson probably has the high-profile matchup against Cameron Jordan, yeah, I will go with the guy who, who missed last game, most of the game, Jason Kelsey. Um, I think in a game where uh, this could become a bit of a chess match, and I think, you know, I see the Eagles are going to have to manufacture something of a of a run game. I think we will see plenty of screens like we have. Let's let's see a couple big plays of Jason Kelsey down the field, clearing the way, getting uh putting Alex Anzalone on his on his behind. Some
1: pancakes for dinner, you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Okay.
0: Punching punching through windows. Hmm. Get the man in the mummers outfit and make have him a big game against uh, against the Saints team. I'll, I'll say Jason Kelsey. Okay. That's a good one. Should we do the Saints one or go to the loss? So tell me one Saints player who we will be talking about.
1: No, no, no. We're not letting this guy ruin our normal no, pattern. I, okay. Let's go to the loss. All right. <laughs> I will go my first one. Rasul mm. Douglas. Okay. He's played better, no doubt. Has tackled well. That's his strength. Keep guys in front of you. Rally. Take him out. He's shown capable of doing that. It's a tough game, though. They are not just going to be, you know, they are going to test him deep. There are going to be double moves. He's going to see some speed in Ted Ginn. He's going to see one of the the game's best receivers in Michael Thomas. And so maybe there's a scenario where the game's over and everyone said, ah, why were the corners playing eight yards off and giving up all those slants all day long? Could be, ah, why did he bite on, you know, why can't they teach them how to cover these double moves? Could be one of the two. So um, anytime you're going up against the Saints and Drew Brees, the corners are going to have a tough task. And I think if they end up losing, giving up a lot of points, I think Rasul Douglas may be uh, maybe the guy who's just had a rough game.
0: I'm going with a different guy in the secondary, okay. and it pains me to do so. But uh, I think that people are getting a little bit ahead of themselves on Mr. Strap.
1: I think that's right.
0: And he has as tough a matchup as anybody. I mean, Michael Thomas will be on the outside, but he will spend probably more time on the inside. And I, I think if you're Sean Payton, you have to love the idea of uh, Michael Thomas against Craven LeBlanc. Yes. So he, you know, Drew Brees loves to throw in the middle of the field. Cravon LeBlanc is going to have a very tough test. And I think if he is left in, in single coverage against Michael Thomas or – any of those other guys, it could be. Uh, I, th- I think it could be a, a game where Craven LeBlanc is the guy that they decide to go after.
1: Mm, the Sidney Jones, if you will, could be. That's a good point, and something that I forgot to mention yesterday. Yeah, just when I was watching, I don't have the overall numbers, but when I was watching that uh, Steelers game, I mean, all, every play Michael Thomas made, it felt like was from the slot, and so he does, he does line up there. Quite a bit. And he will get mashed up against Craven LeBlanc. And then even last week, I don't have the specific examples in front of me, but there were two or three plays where there was completion that LeBlanc was at. There was like a miscommunication, I think. I think that one, uh, the one to big play Tariq Cohen had, it looked like that might somebody was supposed to carry him mm-hmm. down the seam, if you remember that one. Uh, I think that – I can't remember if that's the one I was Schwartz just
0: said that it wasn't Jenkins or Bradham's fault. Yeah, I think it was
1: LeBlanc or maybe a linebacker. Um, But I do remember there were two or three times when I was watching the film where I was like, ooh, you know, he got got a little lucky there or that's not great from him. Um, When he's just in coverage and when he's had to tackle in open space, done a good job. But could there be a, a miscommunication, a in the wrong spot, one of those type th- type of things when you're in zone in this game? And and the, the, the Saints are just so good at like one guy makes a mistake, like you don't it feels like you don't get away with it uh, against them. So yes, I, I think that's a good And one.
0: because this is, as we said, an offense that is that is going to throw probably more different stuff at you than most offenses yeah. for a guy who is you know, still has only been here for two months. Uh, the communication will be will be tougher.
1: Yep. Uh, for my second one, I'm going to go with Zeke. Is, there, is every Isaac a Zeke or no? Is Isaac no. a Zeke or Isaiah? Ike.
0: Okay, Ike. Ike, not Zeke. Mm-hmm. Zeke is Ezekiel. Well, why
1: was Isaiah Thomas Zeke? Because he's a weird guy. He's proven that time and time again. All right, again. all right. I better move on here. Uh, Isaac Sayamalo you, brought, you better move on <laughs> Isaac Sayamalo I'm trying to is, think of uh, Please, a, please a, Let's, let's just move Brown on Sanders, All right name. Okay My second player <laughs> Sheldon Rankins uh, Other than Cam Jordan Is the guy to keep your eye on With the Saints defensive line He was disruptive in the first game he This the, was
0: a conversation I'm sorry This was a conversation we had When we were doing the uh, The name bracket For our For our, our Unborn child Was Rachel liked the name Isaac, and I told her that if his name was Isaac, everybody would call him Ike, and she, she didn't think that was true. And I said, listen, good. it's going to happen.
1: He's an Ike. I'm trying to think if I know an Isaac. It's a fine name. I feel like you have to have the right kind of kid to be an Isaac. Sure. I think you made the right choice. Yeah, I mean, we're very happy with our decision. <laughs> well, good. But... <laughs> it would be weird to just like change his name now. <laughs> Not, not that you couldn't do that. I mean, I don't I mean, want to get no, yeah, too deep that if that. That might have that. been a
0: second or third round okay. matchup. It, wasn't a, it wasn't, <laughs> he, he, he wasn't a Final Four contender. Right.
1: Uh, Isaac Sayamalu versus Sheldon Rankins. That's a matchup. Isaac Sayamalu when they blitz, um, picking up stunts, games, all those different things. I thought he was fine last week. I think he's he's had a season, quite honestly, that we didn't see coming. I thought he was destined to be a backup. I didn't think he was going to get this opportunity going into the season. And he has, and he's made the most of it. The coaches like him. The teammates, uh, the other offensive linemen still, uh, I mean, they they seem to like him. And so we'll see if he could show up. They've been very good on the offensive line. See if that can continue, if he can keep, uh, keep Rankins in check.
0: I'm going to go with one of the guys that you mentioned in your win, and another one that pains me. But uh, you mentioned Nigel Bradham did not have a great game in that first Saints game. Now he he says that he steps up his game in the playoffs. But like you said, there there will be times when he's the only linebacker on the field, uh, which is sort of a uh, a naked position to to be left in. That's
1: one way to put it.
0: <laughs> um, you know, lots of lots of if there are big runs and he is the one guy who is who is getting blocked. Uh, or if he is, at times, matched up on – I mean, if he's matched up on Alvin Kamara, that's a mismatch, obviously. But even if yeah. he's matched up in pass in coverage on Mark Ingram, that could be uh, a recipe for disaster. So uh, I, I love Nigel, but I could see a, a situation where, where
1: he is uh, targeted a bunch. Okay. Do I have one more? You do. I couldn't think of a great third one, so I just went with Corey Graham. <laughs> yeah that's that's fair (laughs) i mean enough said (laughs) yeah i mean who's uh just looking at who's the player most likely to get burned on defense and yeah he hasn't he's been better he's been you know I, i don't remember him on the responsible end of a lot of big plays recently but there's always he's that chance. Bit, well, you know, he's he's an older guy, so
0: it takes him more of the season to like lube up the body.
1: Maybe, or it could be the opposite. He could be getting fatigued. <laughs> I remember somebody. I remember somebody asked him like. Uh, he started playing, and they're like, "Oh, he's just making it." Uh, more likely that you don't retire and come back for another year? And he's like, oh, hell no, the opposite. <laughs> you know, like I think in his head, he had so many snaps left in his body and he's using all of them this year unexpectedly. So he, he thought he was coming in in like a big nickel roll and now he just gets right. on the field every snap. His body's probably in pain. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll go with him. Enough said.
0: Okay. Uh, I don't. I also don't really have a good one here, so I'm just going to stay on brand and say and say Golden Tate.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, you're going to say Tate? <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, well, I
0: that's mean, a good one. Yeah, maybe maybe my he prediction last week
1: it yeah, could yeah, come through um, true this week.
0: Yeah, or maybe he doesn't know the play again. Yeah, that would be. It's going to be tough to hear. Yeah, it's going to be tough to hear in the Superdome with all that noise. He's he's going to have to be up on his silent counts. Yeah,
1: I'll
0: say Golden Tate. Okay. Okay. I to say you're saint.
1: My saint, okay. Who? Wait, what are we doing? Who? A saint if they what? You go first. I haven't thought about this.
0: Neither have I. But okay. Okay. Uh, Is it if
1: they win or lose or both? Both. Give me a break.
0: Uh, okay, a saint who? Oh, I got it. I got. It. I got one. Okay, then you go. If they lose. If the Saints lose or the Eagles lose. Saints lose. lose. Okay.
1: Uh, it's Eli Apple. I feel like mm. really confident about that. Okay. Like. He's going to be getting crushed, I think. I think he's going to have a disastrous game if the Eagles win, whether it's giving up big plays, penalties, defensive holdings. Have we looked at the ref, uh, refs yet? Uh, I think it's the same guy who
0: called the first Eagles-Saints game.
1: Okay. I don't remember too much about that one. But, uh, yeah, I will go with, uh, with Eli Apple if they lose.
0: Uh, if the Saints lose, I've been predicting it all year long. I'm going with Taysom Hill. Mm, I like it. I love. I just at any time Taysom Hill is on the on the field is such a win for the Eagles defense. If he throws a pick or fumbles the ball, I will be so happy.
1: You know we haven't
0: talked about him. Carl Cheffers.
1: Okay. I'm terrible with I, being able to identify the official with tendencies. I don't know if you're on a page that it does I'll that or not. I'll see if I but, can. Uh... Um, yeah, we haven't talked about Taysom Hill a lot. They do use a bunch of different personnel packages. I think you mentioned they're in 11 personnel like forty percent, 47% of the time. Then they'll use uh, 21 personnel. They'll use 12 personnel. And then they use these, these packages with Taysom Hill. I got to wonder if that was a – I mean, how much do you think he's going to be playing this game? Do you think that was a regular season thing? Do you think he's going to come out there? I
0: think Sean Payton wants to take too much of a whiff. He, he I mean, that's to crazy to me. Like...
1: He did. He threw the interception in that Steelers game. Uh, You know, he he dropped back and threw one towards the end zone. It was picked off. I just feel like, man, that's overthinking it.
0: Yeah, but what is Sean Payton good for if it's not overthinking things?
1: Calling plays, designing offense.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right, let me give you some Carl Treffer's stats. Uh, Middle of the road and flags per game. Uh, middle of the road in roughing the passers. <clears throat> Second most holding, offensive holding calls.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Uh, third fewest pre-snap infraction calls. It's
1: a weird one. Yeah. That shouldn't really be telling, right? Those are the most, uh, objective.
0: Well, maybe Lane Johnson and Jason Peters can get their little Ooh, head starts. Ooh, I like those. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Fewest I'll be the judge of that. fewest pass defense flags, defensive holding or defensive pass interference or legal contact. Mm. Fewest in the league. That is interesting. Let them play in the secondary. So, Strap could, can hold on to Michael Thomas. Get those
1: hands on him. That is definitely more of a uh, advantage for the Eagles. Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
0: Eli Apple's holding Malshon Jeffrey. He can still mose maw- him, him. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay.
0: All right. I guess we got to pick the other games. Wait, did we? Did we? Uh, we did. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> We're a disaster. We did the fan
0: service for that one guy. All right. If
1: they win, if the Saints, if the
0: Saints win, who will we be talking about? Aside from Drew Brees, I suppose.
1: Right. All right I'll go a little under the radar. How, how about uh, how about Ted Ginn? Okay. I mean, Double I personally it's not that interesting to me. I won't be talking about that <laughs> <laughs> but in the purpose of this foolish exercise, yeah, you know he wasn't on the field the first game. he has deep speed if you're if you're using your game plan from the first time they met and throwing some doubles at Michael Thomas, he should have some favorable matchups, and so I'll go Tedkin.
0: i'll just I'll just take Alvin Kamara. I mean, he's he's better than Tarico, and okay. uh, the Eagles did a good job last week. But and they did a good job against Kamara, other than that one touchdown in the first matchup. But he could have a big game. Okay. All right. You want to pull up your uh, your odds for the other games? Sure. I think I I might have been against the odds. I might have been four zero last week. It was either that or three and one. Because all the up, because
1: all the you had the Eagles. Well, you had the Eagles cover it. Correct. I mean, you didn't. You didn't pick them to win like I did. Well, I, you didn't. You didn't pick Frank Reich to win like I did. That's true. That's one of the great regrets of my life. Yeah, I t- I told you right away it would be.
0: You picked the cow. Ca- you picked. I certainly picked the Cowboys to cover. I may have. Oh, picked... you did. I think so.
1: Okay. Well, that's that lost. Oh wait. Look at. Oh him. yeah, that you might be right. Man. You might be right. Okay. Yeah, that was the miracle cover.
0: That's right. Okay. So I think I'm not. That's the one that I'm not sure about. So Is I was. That, either, I was. And either I don't and know what or the or line
1: was when we did it.
0: Right. Um. Let's just assume loss. And then you took the Ravens. I take the Chargers. So no big deal to me.
1: All right. So we think I was two and two. You were three and one. Yeah. You may have been four now. Oh, if a listener wants to check into that. Fine, but either way, just. How t- about the t- listener who asked? How
0: about the listener who asked us to do the Saints thing? Returns the favor and tells us what our record was against this spread I don't know, last week. I was week.
1: just very mean to that person. I was just kidding, my friend. Help us out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So we're doing not Eagle Saints. Okay. First game of the weekend. Matchup of the weekend. Saturday, four thirty-five. We will be on a plane at the start of this. South where Coast are we? App, okay. From, come through for us as we go from Nashville to Nashville. To, that's where we are. Okay. To. Uh, no. there's Narian Indian to Nol- Nolens. uh We'll be watching the beginning of this. Somebody
0: asked what the uh Indian Nolens
1: yeah, breakdown was. I don't know. I can't imagine uh there's many in Indian. There's in plenty Nolens. of water. Right the Mississippi. It's a little too far south for us. Okay. I, mean, I think Florida. I saw the I
0: understand. saw that link on the on uh, New York Times about all the new types of gumbo and yeah. uh in New Orleans and, and one of them was uh, the the lead of the of the story was this this
1: Indian restaurant. Wasn't it like a curry something? It was a like curry gumbo. I mean, people who talk about curry, that's like a, you know. The guy was from India. Listen, I'll be the judge of that. Okay. <laughs> First game. Fighting Frank Reichs. Go to Arrowhead. Man, what juice for this game. So much Taking juice. Taking on Andy Reid, the Chiefs. Five-point favorites. What do you got? I like... Uh, By the way, I think, uh, I think in weighted DVOA, these are the one and two teams now. Yeah, yeah. one and two. Yeah. So, I mean, I think,
0: I think the winner of this game... Oh. Oh. Isn't just going to the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, baby.
0: The winner of this game is winning the
1: Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. Right now. That's how I feel. All right. Oh, boy. Here I we really, go again, people.
0: Uh, I know. This is this is going to there are well, there will be pauses. Fridays are just this guy. Yeah, it's true. Um, I am going uh, – both teams can score, obviously. Chiefs defense is, is trashy to Jones.
1: Danny Garbanzo. Was that his name?
0: I believe so. Danny Garbanzo, your boy. But I, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. But I will, I will pick the, the Fighting Franks to cover. So okay. give, me, uh, give me the Chiefs 35-31.
1: Okay. I didn't know we were doing scores, but all right. We don't have to. Uh, very excited for this game
0: gonna be great we're gonna be like the two people on the plane like reacting violently to this game
1: as as plays happen makes me very nervous i'm very nervous for andy Reid, as i mentioned i on know Wednesday. i mean to have a He's season to, like this and to
0: see it because it won't be perceived as like people aren't recognizing that the, as
1: just how good the colts are well i mean come on well i mean you should win the game you should win the game i don't want any no more there's no excuses okay I am nervous for him. You know, I like the FFRs. I'm just thinking of in game management, you know, right pushing all the right buttons, going forward on fourth down, being fearless. Andy messing up something at the end of the half and, you know, not having timeouts at the end, whatever the case may be. Having said that, I think we forget the, the, the numbers about Andy with the extra week to prepare. Mm Uh, Which are still very, very good. That is his strength. None of those losses, right in Philadelphia, were like, you know, the the first game after a bye where he's a one or two seed. They they won all. I think they won all those games. I'm I'm probably missing something that someone's going to crush me for. No, I don't think they lost any. I don't think so. They lost the title. There weren't that many. Yeah. Uh, So I think this is a good spot for him. I just look at it from a talent perspective, and I think. You know, the Colts uh, just, there are areas where they will have difficulty matching up. They play good team defense, but they don't have like uh, these great pass rushers or these, you know, Darius Leonard is a great player, but that's a linebacker. And so I think the Chiefs, with the extra time, being able to prepare at home, going against that defensive uh, talent with the Colts. Uh, I think the Chiefs will cover in this game. I think it will be a competitive game. I think that's a good bet. But I think you know maybe maybe the Chiefs by between seven to ten something like that. I think that's a good bet. Okay, it's a win-win. One of these those teams is in the what NFC. What cha- a great AFC game. Championship! Yeah. It would have been nice. It would have been better if they could meet in the AFC, AFC Championship. championship sure. But here we are. All
0: right. Okay. You. What's next? You're the one who's got the odds. True.
1: All right, night, night, capper. Mm. Another good one.
0: People have asked if there will be a Nolins meetup.
1: Mm. No, I'll be in my hotel alone. Okay. I mean you're free? That is the it. answer. Yeah. You're free to. <laughs> <meet up. laughs>
0: yeah, I mean we'll we'll be we'll be I out need to rest dinner at this point. Yeah, I need I, to hydrate I, I, after this week. Yeah,
1: I got no words. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll get I, crazy. I get go a to tea a, or something. I'd go
0: to. I'd like to go to a nice dinner on Saturday night. Oh, uh you know maybe have a sazerac maybe two and then and then tuck myself in bed okay
1: i would actually like to uh because we have
0: also got we got a, a long night coming on all sunday all nighter
1: all nighter coming up for us on sunday i would like to uh maybe maybe get a nice uh coffee or is there a nice place for me to go on a Sunday morning? Yeah, Anyone? I think so. I'll take suggestions. I don't want like a big sit down. I don't want to wait in a line in one of these well, tourist traps.
0: To Cafe Dumont. Just
1: give me a little uh, place. I, off I think the I know. I think,
0: I think I know a good place. Okay, all right. Which is I think right next to our hotel.
1: Okay, yeah, even better. Yeah. yeah, I do like. I would like to get a little walk in though. I'm turning into a chair. Right.
0: You're turning into a chair. That's what a
1: doctor told me. Oh. Yeah, and it was true. <laughs> I know every time when I have these days where I just sit at a computer all day. Do, do other no people exercise. do
0: other people ever come and just sit on you?
1: No. Uh, my kids. Okay. Yeah, they do that. Uh, Cowboys at the Rams. Rams, seven-point favorites. 8-15 from the Coliseum. Man, these are fun matchups again. This they are. They didn't quite live. They didn't really live up to the hype last week, I felt like. You got, what, two... You got two that's good games. Seahawks Cowboys game. You got two was good games. Yeah. The other two were. Yeah, that's true. Danny Garbanzo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, it, this line seems too high to me, uh, because I think the Cowboys are a good matchup for the Rams. I think they can handle they can handle Gurley. Uh, I think that uh, that Coliseum is going to be sixty percent Cowboys fans and the rams defense not very good against the run hasn't been good against the run all year long yeah so uh, i think i think the cowboys will do their best to uh, to shorten this game as it were very jason garrett script I, it, the line is so high that it that it makes me want to bet against myself because it it doesn't seem to me like the Rams should be winning this game by seven points the line's telling you something the line is telling me a little something and so i i think i will trust i will trust vegas interesting and uh spiky hair mcveigh the offensive genius who everybody wants to copy who has never won a playoff game in his life that would be the fun thing if the cowboys win this game mcveigh going for two in the playoffs would be delightful
1: well, you did pick the Rams to go to the Super Bowl, right?
0: I did. And so I will take the Rams to it. The Cowboys are the worst team in the playoffs, according to DVOA. Uh, I don't trust them. Give me... I mean,
1: That's were... true. Okay, according to DVOA. Okay, all right. That's true.
0: I mean, they've got some wins. They've I feel like wins. they
1: were in a group with a lot of, you know, probably four or five teams.
0: Them and the Eagles were the only two teams who were below okay. 16, I think. Um so I will take uh, I will take the McVeigh's Okay, twenty four to ten.
1: Hmm. Um, I've been flip flopping on this game, but the more I think about it, the more I feel like I really like the Cowboys with the points. At least, as you mentioned, Rams run defense has not been great. And I feel like the the Cowboys... It feels like a perfect matchup for the Cowboys. The Cowboys are not trying to run like eight different schemes on defense. They, they right. are in the Seattle mold of do what we do. They've got a bunch of athletes on that defense where if you make a mistake, you can make up for it. They can get after the quarterback. The The Rams offensive line has not been as good as it was last year. I mean, you still got the Jason Garrett factor, which always will make me nervous. You know, I don't think Dak Prescott's going to, like, light it up. He could have a fumble or turnover that really turns the tide of this game. But one thing that, no, you know, and no one criticizes Sean, your boy Sean McVay for this, but his in-game management is not great. And, like, you know, that, I guess that just gets ignored because of the other stuff he does. But, the hair. So it's not like, you know, Jason Garrett's going up against uh, the FFRs or something. He, you know, the mm-hmm. we could be talking about the Rams. What were they doing right. managing this game? And so uh, I definitely, my pick is the Cowboys plus the seven. If I had to pick a winner, it really feels like it's set up for that narrative of all these coaches went to hire the, Sean, the next Sean McVay and the guy has a, just, you know, yeah. screwed, two. lost twice at home fe- the It feels like playoffs. if you
0: just look at the lines, the, it seems like the easiest bet this week is Cowboys, the Cowboys plus seven. seven. I'm taking the Straight Cowboys. Straight up. Outright. Wow. Pretty Boy is not going to be happy with you. Listen, that we've flip-flopped those. That's we obvious. We have not flip-flopped. You don't get to it's win that so one. It's so
1: obvious at this point to That's any listener true. out there. Okay. 1 o'clock, we'll be watching from the Superdome. Chargers have to play at 10 a.m. their time once mm. again. They go to Foxborough as four-point underdogs. I got to tell you, I don't care about this game. <laughs> okay.
0: There's a lot of like, oh, this is the one game with uh, two good quarterbacks in it. I just, I, I, I don't need to watch I think either of these I think teams. That's kind of right.
1: Although you know what, they get screwed by the uh, the one o'clock Sunday is always yeah. like the, you know, if this was like the eight o'clock Saturday, I feel like it might have some more juice. Maybe, okay. Maybe I think
0: I think it would have more juice than it does, but less juice than I think it's the least interesting game of the weekend to me.
1: Okay. Um, I think that's right, actually.
0: I mean, I think the Chargers are the better team, but you know, am I really going to bet against going to bet against Belichick in the playoffs with a with a week an extra week to prepare? Chargers ping ponging back and forth between the coasts. I will. Ah. Uh, no, I will. I will do the. Uh, the Weasley thing. I will split the difference here, and I will say the Patriots win twenty-eight twenty-seven.
1: So and the Chargers Chargers cover. covering hmm, four-point line. Okay, interesting. I think this is a nice matchup for the Chargers. Our, our boy Sam. I don't feel I'm I'm un I, I'm unhappy with the picks that I've made so far. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Portier. I hope I'm pronouncing. I the, loved that piece uh, on the, on a the great yeah. piece he wrote. If you haven't checked it out, he cover, he does a great job covering. Mm-hmm. The Chargers for the Athletic, uh, which must
0: be tough because they have like twelve fans.
1: It must be nice though, because they don't have a big media presence, and they're That's probably true. very friendly. Yeah. I think Philip Rivers. Uh, my understanding is that he's very, uh, very accommodating to the media. He's a character. Yeah. He Sam wrote the piece about his uh, his hat earlier. Yes. He's, he is doing a good job. Two of my favorite pieces in the last month here, uh, but he wrote this piece about how the Chargers went to this seven defensive back defense. They had in- injuries at linebacker uh, against the Ravens, which you would think, well, what are they doing against this run-heavy team? But they've got a lot of those hybrid guys, you know, sort of like the Malcolm Jenkins. Jalil A. one of my favorites. Okay, they've got these safeties who can hold up against the run, and they did that, and it uh, you know threw the Ravens off. They held up against the run, and then he had these real interesting things about how they had these tells with like the the Ravens. Linemen. One of their
0: linemen's foot, yeah, know,
1: like they could tell run versus pass or right. something, which you know I don't know how much there is to that stuff but I find it fascinating and so I think you go into this game this is the team to play the you know seven defensive backs against are they really going to run the ball down your throat with that that, uh, stable of running backs I don't think so so you can match up with them in terms of the passing game. They want to go with that intermediate, high-efficiency passing game. I think you can match up well with them. And we've seen over the years Brady, especially at this stage in his career, when he's getting pressured, uh, it really gets to him. And they, they're they able to get after the quarterback. So uh, I like this matchup for them defensively. I don't think the Patriots have been very good this year. I think they sort of backed into this bye in the God, AFC. they're so
0: lucky in that division. They it's really are. And now
1: Adam, I mean, I've been thinking about this Adam <laughs> piece. <they laughs> so like all day. I forget who I was hearing that they were like, oh, you know, like defending it. Like, give me a break. I know who it was, but I won't say his name. Oh, really? Yeah. God, yeah I, oh, okay. Maybe it was not the same I thing mean, either. I have no yep. idea. Okay. Uh, but like I don't know, Eric Bionmi didn't make your. Uh, was that too obvious? It was. Make, I thought it was too obvious. Too obvious. I mean, listen. I don't know Eric Bionmi. I know the "Sleeping with enemy was one of Chris yes. Berman's greats. But look at what I mean. Why well, is everyone going after? Right. McVay? Shouldn't you be saying, "Hey, who's who's who shook Andy Reid's hand at this point?" Yes. I mean, you have Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson were the two best hires of the last uh, few years, and Frank Reich, who was under Doug Peterson, Peterson. and now you have a guy who was just his offensive coordinator for this season, in which a first-year starter threw fifty touchdowns and five thousand yards, and they're on the cutting edge of everything offensively and all the culture, organizationally. You have a chance for a minority hire; give him a shot. No, let's see. Did he even get an interview? I think he oh, did. He uh, can he not get one? No, he, he got could. He could last week. Okay. I think he did, but I don't.
0: I don't know. With I mean, who. and
1: you're giving Adam Gase a second Adam Gase. shot, and you're bringing in his
0: like you're bringing in his same staff. Oh my
1: gosh, it's that, pathetic.
0: It's what like, are the Jets doing? They're going to get killed. I mean, yeah. This is this is like what I said about the looking back on the Frank Reich hires. Like we're talking about the Jets. The Cardinals, these these organizations that are rotten from the top on down, of course, they're going to make bad hires. I
1: should make some cra- I'll make some crazy pledge if Adam Gase gets that Jets team. Oh my god! To a Super Bowl, and also, what will we do
0: if to this to a Super Bowl?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, think. I mean, yeah, it sounds so crazy, doesn't it? But isn't that why you hire a, uh, <laughs> that's a good point. coach? Yeah,
0: I mean, if Adam Gase takes the Jets to the Super Bowl, what are we doing? Um, we will hold a huge meetup in Philadelphia. Here's what we'll do. We will do a 24-hour podcast.
1: No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> we will organize a, a huge meetup in Philadelphia, like a legit one, not just like uh, all right, so two hours, is- minutes. No, and, all, and, and you'll have to pay to get in and all the money will... We'll uh, we'll vote on a charity. We should do that anyway. We shouldn't have to have Adam Gase. Okay, go ahead. Do it, Mr. Hotshot. I'm not going to do it. All right. Well,
0: deadlines. The uh, whole point of this is something that's never going to happen, so you might as well commit to the
1: 24-hour podcast. That's just a bridge too far. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. How about we have readers do suggestions? Go ahead. Hashtag uh, GaseBWF. Okay. Gase Pledge, which one?
0: Gase Pledge. Gay's Pledge. I got a nice insight into um, uh, the thinking of some uh, very intelligent people this week when I when I tweeted out that uh, Freddie Kitchens got hired, and going into the season, he was one of the three white running backs coaches. I think that that tells you a lot about the way that things work uh, in the NFL. Look at Eric Bieniemy, guy, guy barely sniffs an interview. And, uh, yeah, so the responses were very, uh, very intelligent. From
1: uh, Although Kitchens is probably one of the best hires of this cycle.
0: And that's, I mean, the, and that's the point. And yeah, the right. point is not that Freddie Kitchens shouldn't be hired. The yeah. point is that if, if he could elevate himself within one season from running backs coach to uh, offensive coordinator to head coach, maybe those other guys in those positions should be getting a look.
1: There you
0: go. Fighting right. uh, as uh, who's the, uh, who's the, the Texas – Oh, gosh. No, the uh, oh, this the, the sports compliment? anchor, the guy who does those good. Uh, oh, I don't know. Things, I've watched you know, one of them. It was twice good. as hard to get half as far. Okay. Anyway.
1: All right. So we got through all those games. You um, picked the Chargers to win? I don't think you made your pick. Did yes, you? yes? I picked the Chargers. To, I'm, I'm okay. going to pick the Chargers to win. I think Rivers can match wits with uh, Bill Belichick. Okay. All right. I think they're. I think they're going to win. All right. Bird lines. Oh gosh!
0: Come on! I'm hungry. Taysom Hill snaps versus Josh Adams snaps. Taysom Hill. I think I agree. Uh, Straight up, which team has more fourth down attempts? Goes for it more on fourth down. Now, this
1: was interesting. You asked uh, Dougie P. about this. I thought it was a good question. It was one that was in my mind. I couldn't think of the right framing, and so I think you did a good job referencing that first game when he was a... uh, Conservative Carl. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Turtling Tom. I felt like he had a little twinkle in his eye. Punting Peter? When he answered your question. You think so? I think he was saying, I'm not doing that again, again, Bo. Don't worry about that. Good. Did you think that? He said, we've had those fourth down discussions. Yeah. And he like as soon as you brought it up, he was like, yeah. But he did also couch it with, you know, it was the first quarter. I think he couched quarter. it, but you know what? I, I don't know. This is me uh, reading body language. I think they're going on this game with an aggressive. You think you read your piece? Blueprint he, for an upset. He also said it's the postseason. I don't know. Maybe he turns uh, Yeah. Uh, I like that. Maybe
0: he shifts. It's, and it's, says, it's uh it's the reverse Cinderella. Midnight hits for the postseason and he uh, the pumpkin reverses into a nice carriage.
1: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. More fourth some more fourth downs, you said. Uh, I'm going Eagles. I'm going Saints.
0: I think the Saints just—they will do it throughout the course of the game. I think Doug will be more aggressive than he okay. was, but I will still take the Saints. Uh, who has more receiving yards, Alshon Jeffrey or Michael Thomas?
1: Good one. I will go Michael Thomas.
0: Now we'll go Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. Drew Brees completions versus rushing yards for the highest. Eagles runner. Whoever leads the Eagles in rushing, his rushing yards. His or her. Jeez.
1: I feel like you, ha- I feel like you have to take the <laughs> Eagles running back. I mean, can a guy rush for like <laughs> 45 yards? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think that's prob- that's the better bet. I think if it were Vegas, that would be like, you know. Sure. Minus whatever. But knowing the- this matchup... Yeah. I mean, is somebody going to run for
0: 35 yards? I say no. I'll take Brees' completions. Okay, all right. I mean, it takes one one run. You're right. It is the better bet. Uh, Boston Scott touches on offense. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) On offense. Going up against his former team. Going up against Drew Brees' sacks. Drew Brees' sacks?
1: You think so? I mean, he was sacked... But About one, has Boston Scott a had game. a touch? No, but so What why you think they're waiting for this? Bi- they're waiting for this big moment to break him they out. They put him on offense last week to block. It was a uh, it was a passing play. Yeah, that was,
0: they were setting up the. And Saints. that was, I think, because somebody got injured, they were setting it up. <laughs>
1: That's a ridiculous No, spot. it's not because it uh, only takes two touches. I know, but how is he going to – if he gets two touches – They shouldn't gets... be running the ball. Maybe they need him in the
0: passing game. You, right. go, you, don't, you don't think they'll run a, a screenplay to Boston Scott? Why would you run it to him? Because they won't expect it. No one expects the
1: Spanish English. Well, you do, apparently. I'll take Boston Scott. Okay. you ha- Yeah, you have to. <laughs> Now, when he, God, I can just see my tweets now when he takes the screen 24 yards. I'm, I'm muting everybody.
0: All right, last one. Total touchdowns scored in this game by both sides, or the time a.m. that we leave for the airport, or time after midnight that we leave for the airport.
1: What? Did you do the math on this, right?
0: Yes, because there is, a, there is a variable. We may not be leaving as early as oh, oh. we have the Southwest change option.
1: Uh, what is it, time?
0: Time after midnight. Time hours after midnight, after midnight that we
1: leave for the airport. Okay, now I see what you're saying. I will say touchdowns in this game.
0: We have like 5 o'clock flights to get back just in case there's a locker room clean out. But Southwest, so you can change it. So it could end up being in the afternoon.
1: I'm yawning just thinking about it. I'll, t-
0: <laughs> I'll take the touchdowns as well. Okay. All right, let's get into it. It's time for the Crystal Bald Eagle.
1: Now, did you make your pick already on the Athletic?
0: I think I did, but again, I'm not locked into you can it. change it?
1: Okay. Yeah. You go first. Can't break from did you tradition. make your
0: did you make your pick on WIP?
1: No, my hit got canceled. This is the first time I'm public hit Saturday. man. Yeah.
0: Well, it's obvious that the the Eagles relish being the underdog. And you have to give them credit because who would, who would have thought that after winning the Super Bowl as underdogs for three straight games, they could find a way to once again, the next season, be underdogs throughout the postseason, they have done that. I think it's clear that for whatever reason, they, they play better uh, when they are when they are discounted. But this is not Case Keenum and Pat Shermer coming into the link. This is not uh, Matt Ryan and Steve Sarkeesian failing in the red zone this is not Tom Brady and Bill Belichick wearing their MAGA hats (laughs) this is a tough test everybody knows that uh, my record this season of picking Eagles
1: games has been subpar 5-12 now? Something like that. Okay.
0: I think the Eagles will be able to move the ball in the Saints' defense. I think Alshon Jeffrey will have a good game. They will take, they will take advantage of those outside corners. I think they will have some success against the Saints' offense, but it's, it's going to be too difficult to, uh, to stop them from moving the ball consistently. Like I said last night, I think there's a case to be made that, uh, as obvious as it may be, that this game comes down to red zone defense. Can they force the Saints to get field goals instead of touchdowns? In the end, I will give the Eagles what they want. I will count them out again. I'm taking the Saints... 31, Eagles
1: 24. Hmm. So a tight game. I think relatively. it will be tight.
0: Relatively okay. tight.
1: Hmm. Okay. Struggled with this pick for much of the week. Saints are a formidable opponent. They are at home. They don't score fewer than 30 points at home. Doug got a less fewer wrong today. I almost corrected him. Hmm. That would have been good. Drew, I know they haven't been the same offense down the stretch, but again, they're they're playing at home, where they have been a different team. I think the Eagles have some advantages in this game. I think their offensive line can handle the Saints' pass rush. Cam Jordan, Sheldon Rankins, and company. I think Nick Fultz will have time. I think they'll have a good game plan. I think they will feed Alshon Jeffrey. I think they will try to take advantage of those Saints' safeties a little bit. I think they'll be able to move the football. Defensively, it's very tough. The pass rush is good. Even if they're winning their battles, Breeze just gets rid of the football so quickly that it is very difficult to get near him. I think it's going to be tough to, uh, to pressure him, to sack him. It's going to be a close game, competitive game. You know, Sean Payton's getting all these accolades. What
0: accolades is he getting?
1: Everybody says best play caller in the NFL. Says who?
0: You. I never said that. (laughs) Best pill taker is
1: what I said. Anyway, same number of Super Bowls as Doug Peterson last time I checked. Mm. Doug Peterson hasn't had Drew Brees playing for him. He's had someone better. I think Doug P has showed us a thing or two here down the stretch, rallying this team from four and six, going on this run. I think this is going to take a Super Bowl-level effort from the offense, from Doug Peterson and Nick Foles. I didn't know if I could bring myself to doing it. Four games in a row, underdogs, came out on top, every one of them. Maybe that'll change at some point. But I'm not going to pick it this time. Wow. Nick Foles lights them up. They get a trick play somewhere, whether it's offense or special teams. Nothing quite to the Philly special effect, but something that either you or I will focus our entire postgame article on. It'll be that significant. Eagles go down in New Orleans. 34 Thirty-one. Move wow. on to the NFC Championship game. Wow, who's the homer now? <laughs> oh, hey, I got last week right. Yeah, Super Bowl right. I've picked against them plenty of times. Wow, good for you. Shocked you, didn't? How I? do you feel? I am surprised. Okay,
0: you better. Uh, it's gonna. You're gonna have to get uh, bigger pants on Sunday to cover up those bald head. No, the other ones. <laughs> I don't know what their hair state is. Good for you. There you go. All right. All right. We will be, uh, we will be talking to you very early Monday morning. Have a good weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Rest up. And uh, that does it. That does it for Nowlin's week. For Sheil, I'm Bo. And as always, maybe he loves you a little bit more than I do, but as always, we love you.